the hymn that I want to highlight today on this Peace Sunday uh, is one by the name of It Is Well With My Soul. Now the backstory is uh, imperative for us to explore because as we oftentimes just sing stuff and we don't understand the impetus behind the individual who may have written um, these songs that we sing. This song was written by a gentleman by the name of Horatio Spafford. Everybody say Horatio Spafford. Yes, and Horatio Spafford, it was composed by Philip Bliss um, in 1873. And I want you to understand this, that Horatio Spafford, you know, wrote this song. Uh, it was written after the death of his four-year-old son. So his four-year-old son died and he was heavily invested um, in some things that were lost in the great Chicago fire of 1871. And so not only did he lose his four-year-old son, but he also was ruined financially. And to make matters worse, because he's still an individual that's following Jesus, he says, you know what? I am going to travel to England on a ship to go support the efforts, the evangelistic efforts of evangelist D.L. Moody. And so he says, I'm going to go, but I have some things to tend to um, that were lost because of the great uh, Chicago fire. And so while I'm tending to this, I'm going to send my four daughters and my wife ahead of me um, before it is that I, you know, meet them over there. And it's insane because unfortunately on the way, <laughs> while they were headed there crossing the Atlantic Ocean, the ship that his four daughters and his wife were on crashed and all four of his daughters died and his wife alone was spared and so not too long thereafter as Horatio was traveling over the Atlantic and he passed by the place where his daughters had passed away after losing his four-year-old son, being ruined financially, and now all of this loss. When he passes by this area, he declares and says, When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll what sing the second verse and then we'll sing the chorus though Satan should buffet though trials should come let this blessed assurance 
church it is well he is well he he is well with my soul my god somebody ought to put those hands together and give the lord praise if that's your declaration it is well he glory to Christ praise the Lord listen I mean what type of craziness this is why the world looks at us and they say y'all have lost your mind for somebody to 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 travel pie in ship where they lost their four daughters come on he's giving us Job right here after losing the four-year-old come on after being financially ruined and to be able to declare that it is well with my soul whatever my lot thou has called me to say it is well that is not someone that's crazy but that's someone who trusts God enough to know that if he has allowed this craziness to take place that he is capable come on church and of taking all of these things come on and working them together for our good and for his glory. This is someone that knows the Prince of Peace. I'm here to tell you, isn't it crazy? It's one thing to sing about it. Uh, it's one thing to dance about it. It's one thing to talk tongues and, juck, uh, and shuck and jive in church. But when you leave here and the rubber meets the road, that's when you truly know if these things are true. That he indeed is the prince of peace and he declared this it is well with my soul in job echoing down the corridors of time and this is where his declaration is what a powerful of such a powerful song but as we think about this song it reminds me of the disciples after christ had died in fact in john chapter 20 did you turn there John chapter 20 verse 24 we see something that has transpired and just to give a little backstory here before I jump into this text I want you to understand many of us think that the disciples got and understood what was to happen in Jesus' dying and rising from death many of us think that because the disciples walked with them and they were nodding and smiling in many cases that they got it but the fact of the matter is how many of you know that just because you're around as i've said this before doesn't mean you're aligned and there are a lot of us even within the context of christianity that fake the funk and we know how to do all of them oh we know how to do the movements we know all of the stuff we can get by on our actions when in actuality, in our heart of hearts, there are, there's difficulty and we are truly not what we are portraying. 
But this is it because the disciples, I want you to understand and note this, the disciples, when we think about Horatio Stafford facing this loss, the disciples were facing a massive loss and didn't understand the plan. They didn't get it. In fact, uh, uh, let me prove to you. If you want me to prove it to you, say prove it to me. Look, Mark chapter 9, verse 30. I want you to get this. Uh, the Bible declares and says, and I'm going to read these quickly for the sake of time. They went out from there and passed through Galilee. And he did not want anyone to know. For he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man, speaking of himself, is going to be delivered into the hands of men. And they will kill him. And when he is killed... After three days, he will rise. But here's verse 32. But they did not understand the saying and were afraid to ask him. And so this, among others, like Luke 18, 31 through 34, and also even in Mark 8, 31 through 33, where Peter takes Jesus aside when he tells him about how he's going to die and rise from death. Peter takes Jesus aside and rebukes him. And says, stop saying these things, Jesus. And Jesus has to turn back. This is, this is one of the first clapbacks that we see in her history. Jesus claps back and he's like, I rebuke you, Satan. Satan means opponent. And he says, you're opposing the plan of God for my life. Because how many of you know uh, that there are not always things in the plan of God for your life that are going to be honky-dory? The plan of God for your life. I'm sorry, hashtag blessed. Uh, the fact is uh, that there are things in your life that are not always going to be worth posting on Instagram. I tell people all the time, come on, that a lot of what you see in terms of success or, or, the, or, or in people's lives or what you see in terms of the semblance of what it looks like progression, sometimes there's a lot of shpoo that is under the ground fertilizing those roses that you see. Are y'all here with me today? Okay. Uh, and so watch. The fact is, disciples were facing this loss. This is nuts, man. Uh, and then we find them. Jesus starts showing up uh, as he said he would, even though they didn't get it. Uh, and he appears to the women at the tomb uh, first. And I think that's powerful. I'm not going to preach on that today. Uh, but he preaches. He, he appears to them and tells them, go tell everybody. For people that think women need to sit in church and be quiet and don't say nothing. Why, was the, why were the first people to see the resurrection? I'm just going to do it. Why were the first people that Jesus appeared to women and then he told them, go tell the man. Y'all aren't, okay. I mean, a, a woman should have been way more excited than that right there in that moment. Like. So then anyway, he appears, he goes and he appears to the, um, to the disciples. And here we pick up the story in John chapter 20. Help me, Jesus. In verse 24, Bible says, Now Thomas, one of the twelve called the twin was not with them when Jesus came so the other disciples told him we have seen the Lord but he said to them watch unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side I will never believe I want you to understand this. See, Thomas, man, he said, black people call him Doubting Thomas. I dubbed him Honest Thomas. Because he said a lot of what many of us are afraid to say. 
He's like, listen, man, I know what y'all said. That might have been good for you. Come on. But I'm not going off of your word. I'm going to be honest. I really, there's some, there's some doubt that I'm battling and facing in this moment. I remember the gentleman in Mark 9 when his son uh, came to the disciples and they couldn't cast the devil out of his son. Uh, and, the, and the Bible makes it clear that the disciples uh, asked Jesus, why couldn't we uh, cast it out? And he says, some come out by, some demons come out by fasting and prayer. But the man, when Jesus says to him, all things are possible to him that believes, he says, uh, Jesus says, do you believe? And the man says, I believe, but help my unbelief. Listen, there are a lot of us that are too scared to look embarrassed, come on, in the face of difficulty because we live in a generation that is more happy with looking like we have it all together. Come on, Instagram filters. Uh, when there's a whole bunch of mess that's usually surrounding that cropped, curated photo that you posted. And lots of times we don't get what we need because we're not honest. And listen, man, so Thomas is like, yo, fam, I, I don't know what you man are saying. I'm from Malvern. He's like, unless I see the hands and the marks and the thing, and the, y'all, that's good for y'all. So you can just stay there with your, uh, we saw Jesus, and I'll wait to touch him. And then verse 26 says, y'all still with me? Look, says eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. And then the Bible says, although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be to you. I want us to go back there. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came in and stood among them. This challenges our Christology, our view of Jesus. Because some of us think that because Jesus was fully God or fully man, uh, that he laid down his godness and all. No, he humbled himself. He was fully God and fully man. And when he was walking on earth, he was still fully God and fully man. Even though he humbled himself uh, and he was walking in this human flesh, his divinity took on humanity. This is powerful stuff right there. But this is a Jesus that was able to walk through a locked door. Oh, uh, you know, there's people that wonder, they say, y'all, y'all really believe that, uh, that Jesus gives us his body and his blood in the Eucharist? Well, I believe it because he said it, first of all. He said, this is my body. He said, this is my blood. He said that we must eat his body and his drink his blood or there's no life in us. He declared this in John chapter 6. He declared this in the Last Supper. He made it clear to us that he is able to do it. But there are many people that think, forget that this is a God who can walk on water. But we don't think he can be in heaven and give us his body and blood at the same time. But aside from this, I want you to know, here he is doing stuff, doing something, crossing through a barrier and a boundary yet again. The door is locked, but he shows up inside. The fact of the matter is, this is very powerful uh, because he shows up and he says, peace be unto you. Yo, I bet these guys are like, yo, what type of duppy thing is this, fam? The door is locked. You show up. And you pop in here and I want you to understand this. Can I give you point number one? Fact is, no barrier can block Jesus from breaking through. Let me say it again. No barrier can block Jesus from breaking through. Come on, somebody. Jesus knew that there was a Thomas on the other side of the door. See, there are many of us that think that Jesus is satisfied with the 99. But Luke chapter 15 lets me know that he would leave the 99. Come on, church folk. And he would get to the place where he would leave 99 found and go after the one. Come on, somebody. Uh, 
there's somebody here today that thinks that you're by yourself you're looking around saying man everybody else gets this thing and it seems like everybody else is you know just going with the flow and all this stuff I, I, why can't I be like them I want to tell you that Jesus cares for you too come on and even though everyone else was satisfied Jesus knew that there was a Thomas on the other side of that door and he was willing to do something supernatural to show up and give him what he needed to get to the place of belief I don't know what type of barrier you have broke you have put up today come on somebody what type of door you have locked there are many of us in our insecurity like Adam and Eve uh, in the book of Genesis in Genesis chapter 3 verse 7 when they sinned and they, that was when they were naked before and then God uh, they get to the place where they start sewing fig leaves together to start hiding come on somebody but even though they sewed fig leaves together God could still see them and he wasn't there for judgment he ends up covering them he says y'all are trying to cover yourselves but here's a covering come on somebody and the bible makes it clear that god covers them there are many of you that thinks that jesus will break down the door for judgment i am here to tell you baby today that god is not some old guy in heaven with a lightning bolt that's waiting to strike you he is a god can i preach the gospel that loved you so much come on that over two thousand years ago that he came down from heaven come on through 40 and two generations that he was born of a blessed virgin mary that he lived perfectly come on that he jumped on a cross come on and he was pierced in his hands and in his feet and a crown of 72 thorns pressed in his head for your sins and for your errors they pierced him in his side and blood and water came gushing out and even though he died i feel him i'm not even there yet but i just feel the fact of the matter is that on the third day he got up with all power in his hands to let you know how much he loves you somebody that knows that God loves you you ought to put those hands together and give him the praise and I want to tell you this man I'm not there yet but I want you to understand uh, fact of the matter is uh, that now in this world today the world is all about giving us a semblance of peace watch I want you to understand uh, that there's a supply and demand uh, for peace of mind this is why the media and all of the environments that we are that we're in their job is to exacerbate uh, our fear in order to sell us peace of mind um, but but the fact of the matter is uh, that whatever it is that you got up uh, that you have created as a wall or a barrier uh, it's all it is all just an illusion I remember we used to sell these features on the phones when I used to sell cell phones and I would be to the place where I'm like, man, why are we selling these people this? This is before it was popular for folks to be able to view things uh, from view things remotely to see when your door is open, when your door is unlocked, all that sorts of stuff. This was before this. And my manager, I remember he told me, so we we're presenting these people with all these facts. You know, we're telling them about, hey, you know, uh, nine out of 10 houses are broken into and blah, 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 blah. And we're just going ham just chalk feeding them chalk full with fear so that then we can turn around and so for 5.99 
you can buy this feature and this feature is going to give you peace. But how many of you know that your AT&T, come on somebody, uh, your AT&T, uh, not only this, your ADT, your system, all of those things that you have. Thank you, sir. All of the stuff that you have uh, that may be giving you a, a semblance of security. There is always something or someone that knows how to get in the locks that you create. I mean, we lock our car doors and we turn up the windows. Let somebody show up with a car or crowbar. Lock your doors, lock your doors. But there's only, there is always this measure of security. I want you to understand, even for those of us who are trusting all of these things uh, for security and for peace of mind. Uh, Psalm 127 verse 1 and 2 declares, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Come on, Bible readers. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest eating the bread of anxious toil. For he gives his beloved sleep. I want you to understand this. It's God who we are to trust in for security. But I'm so grateful that no wall that we put up, come on, is able to keep Jesus out. Uh, and this is powerful because Jesus shows up. And I don't know, this might be for you today, the supernatural presence of Jesus. It might be here for you today. Someone may have invited you. You thought you were just showing up to see somebody else get baptized. And Jesus did an okie doke on you and got you in the house to hear about how much he loves you. And see, watch. It's amazing. I love it here. I'm almost done in the text, but I want you to peep this. So the doors were locked. Jesus shows up uh, in verse 26 and says, peace be with you. I mean, it's, it's nuts that he declares this because his desire is for Thomas to live in peace. Can I tell you, uh, then he tells Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but only believe. But he says, peace I leave you. Can I tell you today on my way to my seat, I want you to understand that Jesus wants you to walk in peace, not pieces. Oh, let me declare it to you again. Uh, Jesus, I know it doesn't make sense based upon what you're going through. Come on, somebody. I know, look at Horatio Stafford and all the loss that he had. But this is why he was able to pen. It is well with my soul because he got the revelation that even though there was difficulty in his life, that somehow that God's desire was for him to have peace and not be broken up all over the place. Some of you feel like God's desire is for you to leave a miserable life but I'm here to tell you that the prince of peace desires for you to be in peace in fact the Bible declares and says in John 16 verse 32 and 33 this one of the promises of Christ watch what he says behold the hour is coming indeed it has come when you will be scattered each to his own home and will leave me alone Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in, you, in me, watch, you may have peace. And watch the promise. This is not a house or car promise. I want you to peep it. He says, in the world, you will have tribulation. 
There are many people who wonder, like, this can't be God. Look, if you read his word, he has forecasted that there, there are going to be things in your life that have you doubting yourself. Come on. There are going to be tribulations that are associated. People telling you, you must be crazy following that God. How on earth are you still giving right in the middle of what is considered a recession? Why is it? And you tell them, because I'm seeking first the kingdom of God. Y'all ain't hearing me. And his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto me. I love Matthew six uh, and I don't care I'm gonna preach it and let you know uh, he says throughout that chapter he says it's the heathens that worry and stress over what they're gonna eat or what they're gonna put on he says but look at the bushes them he says that they don't toil they don't do nothing but they're taken care of and he says if God oh I wonder if I have a Bible reader is able to take care of the sparrows come on somebody I know that if he's able to take care of the birds how much more does he care about me I'm telling you next time you see he says the bushes that get cut down and thrown in the oven they get taken care of how much more does God care about you I don't know who I came to preach to today next time you see a bird flying through the air you ought to stop and give God the thanks because God cares more about you than that seagull. Come on, somebody. Next time you see someone cutting the lawn, you ought to stop and just walk by the person cutting the lawn and just cut a step and be like, listen, I'm dancing because if God cares about this grass enough to water it and make it green, who am I preaching to today? That is a reminder to me that he loves me even more than this. Look at somebody, tell them, God loves you. You ought to tell don't make sense but he wants you to walk in peace he says uh, you will have tribulation but take heart this is the 33rd verse of john 16 i have overcome the world so it doesn't matter what you face. Come on. There is nothing that's too hard for the Lord. Loss and death is not too hard for him. Come on. Divorce, it's not too hard for him. Is there anybody in here that sees and understands sickness? Uh, it's not too hard for him. There is no mountain uh, that is too high that God, through the power of faith, uh, can't level out and turn into a, a land for us to be able to walk over. I wonder if it's anybody that knows that you serve a God that's able to part a See, and if he could do it for his people back then, I don't wonder if it's three people in here that can shout, Do it again! Yeah. I'm done, but look, I want you to peep, and I hope this is blessing you. Look at the text. He says, He goes on, and Jesus says, Peace be with you. Put your finger here and see my hands. Put your out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. I love it. Because Jesus wanted him to have peace. And then he ends up, watch, answering, my Lord and my God. Uh, for when somebody shows up to you, a Muslim comes and says, oh, show me where the disciples of Jesus said Jesus is God. Or um, anything of this nature. Jesus, the, Thomas literally says, my Lord and my God. And Jesus does not rebuke him. Come on, somebody. He receives it because he is God in flesh. Oh, I love it. I just had to throw a little apologetics in there. Uh, but I want you to understand and note that God gives Thomas what he needs because of his honesty. There's somebody in here today. I want you to understand this. Uh, not only do no barriers block Jesus from breaking through. And not only does Jesus want you to walk in peace, not pieces. Come on. But Jesus honors our honesty. Come on, somebody. 
He says when it looked like he should have rebuked Thomas and said, nah fam, uh, you just need to believe. Yes, he goes on and says, blessed is the person that doesn't see but believes. But even though he says that, he first meets Thomas right where he's at. Because Thomas has the audacity and the unmitigated call. Instead of walking in anxiety or resting on the faith of others, he says, I need what I need. And I'm going to cry out to God and be honest. And I'm believing that he's going to give me what I need to bring me to a place where I worship him as Lord and God. Oh my, I don't know who I showed up today to preach to. But this is why I, I want you to know that Thomas, uh, this was the prototype for Philippians 4 verse six uh, where the apostle paul declares and says be anxious for nothing oh i'm bringing this plane down he says but everything in prayer and supplication make your request be made known unto god thomas had the audacity in the middle of difficulty to open his mouth and say god i need a little more i need a little more my god i wonder who's in this place today saying god i need a little more i dare you to get to the place of honesty because he wants you to be in a place of peace I dare you, some of y'all are scared to ask, I bind that fear in the name of Jesus and I dare you to believe Peter when he says to cast your cares upon him because he cares for you even when it's, you ought to put your trust and your faith in the mighty God, are you with me? Because Jesus honors honesty, trust him and give him your yes in the middle of the mess come on Kurt, I, I, just for the next few moments let's have some church uh, because I want you to understand this uh, that Jesus will give you peace right in the middle of what it is that you're going through come on somebody in this place if you would be honest and open yourself up to him in this place uh, the fact of the matter is as I bring this plane uh, that that there was a gentleman uh, that was in the position uh, where when, since we're talking about shipwrecks he went out on a boat and he was in the water come on somebody and as he was out on the water uh, he got to the place where he met uh, where there was a storm on the water come on somebody and this storm uh, caused his boat to start rocking any witness has ever been in the middle of a storm and it felt like the boat was starting to rock come on uh, but it got to the place that not only did the storm cause the boat to rock come on somebody uh, but the boat uh, turned over and it broke uh, into little pieces <laughs> and this individual was floating was being able to tread water for a little while but he eventually got tired come on can I preach this thing like I feel it and so he was given us Titanic when he was hanging on to one of the pieces of the broken boat y'all aren't here to have church with me this morning and so he floated from where it is that he was all the way to the seashore come on somebody and when he got there on this broken piece of boat come on shortly thereafter uh, his 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 luggage made it to the seashore as well come on and he got to the place where he was excited and he said i'm so grateful come on that even though my boat has broken that i have my belongings still come on somebody and so he got on the seashore and when he stood on the bank come on he got to the place where he said god i thank you thank you for sparing me come on god i thank you 
thank you for letting me have my stuff come on somebody but then he says God I'm stranded here come on and the anxiety is creeping up come on come on come on and the anxiety is creeping up come on what am I supposed to do come on Sean let's have church and he hears in prayer in that moment God tells him son come on I want you to take your stuff and take the broken pieces of the boat and I want you to build a fire have you ever been in a place where God has told you come on to do something that made no sense God I'm already in a shipwreck come on why would you want me to build a fire I can see him now come on he says but in the middle of my mess I'm gonna give God a yes Lord and so right there on the seashore with his boat destroyed come on he says it's well with my soul I can see him taking his shirt come on and throwing it in the fire God it don't make no sense but I'm gonna obey you come on in the middle of my mess takes the piece of boat come on and throws it in the fire after a while the fire turned into a bond everything he loved was up in flames y'all didn't come to have church today but I wonder if anybody sees where I'm going cause after a while come on right in the middle of the mess the smoke was ascending up into the heavens and shortly thereafter a plane came by and landed next to him on the bank come on somebody and when he went to the pilot and he says why did you come down to save me come on and the pilot said there was a fire on the bank and I saw the smoke and it signaled me come on to come and save your life if that fire wasn't lit you'd still be down here stranded but I'm so glad that you lit that fire y'all don't want to have church because now because of the fire I was able to save your life I don't know who I came to preach to but doesn't matter what you're in the middle of even if it don't make sense I dare you to give God your yes right in the middle of the mess I dare you to give Jesus your yes come on in the middle of your mess give Jesus your mess watch him deliver you watch him bring you out watch him give you peace like a river I've got peace like a river come on kids song I've got peace like a river in my soul come on somebody and give him your yes in the middle of your mess and somebody's asking as I bring this plane down to the runway you're saying how in the world and why in the world should I trust this Jesus well I'm here to tell you 
that over 2,000 years ago, come on, that they took my Jesus and they put him on an old rugged cross. They hung him high. They pierced him in his side and blood and water came gushing out. They put a crown of 72 thorns on his head. Come on, somebody. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. He hung his head and then he died. And right when it looked like it was over, my Jesus on the third day, bright and early. Come on, D, let's have church. Let me get two more. Bright and early. Last one. Bright and early. On the third day, he got up with all power in his hand. So no matter what you're going through, I dare you to put your trust in the Prince of Peace. Because he'll give you the strength to shout, it is well with my soul. Somebody put those hands together and give him the praise. And if you're going to trust him, I dare you to shout, yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. Be seated. Be seated. We give him praise. It is well with my soul glory to Christ and so somebody today you don't have relationship with him and you're like that all sounds cute but I don't know this God that you're talking about well I would be remiss if on this fourth Sunday of Advent that I didn't give you the opportunity to put your trust in Jesus thanks babe and so if that person is you today and you're like, Pastor, how do I do this? How do I begin a relationship with this Jesus you're so excited about? The Bible sums it up in three things. It says to repent. Someone say repent. And what that means is that I acknowledge I'm a sinner. I'm in need of salvation. And I'm turning from serving myself and serving the world and serving Satan. And I believe, someone say, have faith. I believe that you came, that you died, that you rose from death with all power. And I put my trust in him as my Lord and my Savior, the boss of my life. So repent, believe, and then someone say, be baptized. As Jesus said, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. And so baptism is putting a ring on it with Jesus. It's cute to repeat a prayer, but it's, it's another thing to show up to the altar. Come on, somebody. Yeah. And so today... I encourage you to repent, believe, be baptized. In the house yet again, there might be someone who has run away from Christ. You're like, I've already been baptized, but I've gone away from Christ and I feel compelled to come back home today. Come home! You may have run away from Jesus, but he's never run away from you. His arms are open wide, ready to receive you back into fellowship. And so if that person is you today, I invite you to trust Christ for the first time or to recommit your life to him. 
And so how do I do so? There's a connection. There's a QR code on the seat back in front of you. Go ahead, scan that. Or uh, for those who are listening via podcast or those online, the link are there. The link is there on the screen. Or you can go to servecity.ca forward slash connection card and connect with us. Let us know about the decision that you have made today. Glory to our God. We are so grateful for all of you uh, and especially for those who have made this decision. So we're preparing to end around the Lord's table. But before we do this, can we celebrate everyone who has made a decision for Christ today? Glory to God. Hallelujah.